first started. Cool. Well, send us in, Sean. Look at that. Today is September. Don't lie like you know. (laughs) Today is September 8th, I believe. It is September 8th, yes. (laughs) At least the next seven minutes. My name is Sean. This is Thomas. Kelly. And we are going to be talking about uh, some some whatever we want today. You said you were going to pick the first topic. I said I was going to pick the first topic. I I, I forgot (laughs) what I was going to pick. I was blank. Oh, no, I remember now. I remember now. I want to talk about what you guys think. I talked to Thomas about this previously, about the 40-hour work week, and should it be changed? You're talking about the book? Or you're talking no, about no, I'm talking just... about like just in general, because I know that a lot of people think that uh, 40 hours might be too much, considering how much work needs to get done. I've heard people talk about the four-day work week. I've heard people talk about like if you do a four-day work week, but it's like 10-hour days, but you have three days off, a three-day weekend. I've heard people just getting rid of the nine-to-five, rid, rid of that completely, and changing it into something that's more productive. I've heard traffic will improve because if not, everyone's getting off work at five o'clock, then it's more spread out. But then I don't, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? So actually like one of the, I like that a uh, 980 schedule that our technicians oh, yeah. had at that old job, at our old job, which was like, it's pretty good. you worked uh, one week, you work nine, four, nine hour days and then one eight hour day. And then next week you work four, nine hour days and then you have a day off. So every other week you have yep, three yeah. days off. So it's kind of, it's like enough where you're... You're looking forward to something. Yeah, you're looking forward to something, but it's not like, almost three days a week, can't, I would feel like, becomes too long after a while. Three days, what do you mean? Three day, a three-day three weekend? weekend every week. It's, yeah. too, it's too long? Yeah, like, I, I feel like some people would say that that's almost too much time in between their work because it really stops their flow a lot more than uh, doing something that's more five days a week. You know, one thing I, I want to consider is that uh, it's not, it doesn't go for all jobs. It goes for, it goes for some jobs where I think there's may, there may be an illusion of seeming like you're busy uh, just to show productivity to management. Because mm-hmm. imagine if you had uh, whatever workload and you have eight hours to finish it in a day, but you're able to finish it in four hours. You don't get to go home early. What you're resigned to do to seem busy is you would have to use up the entire eight hours you sandbag it. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, you sandbag it. You, you lower your own productivity to keep yourself busy, you know, because if you finish that job, then uh, you would have nothing to do. And you could probably do, like, you know, some, uh, some like, sideline tasks and stuff, but it's not, like, the main goal. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't be doing anything more. But you're not allowed to go home. You don't get those four hours off. And you're like, well, boss, I completed everything I needed to do. No, you just get, you just get more work. You know, and sometimes it doesn't that more work doesn't relate to more responsibility where you get a higher raise. Where it's just like sometimes every day feels like that. It's like, well, I'm able I'm able to finish all the daily tasks that I'm required to do, you know. And it's not that you're not trying to work harder, it's just that not you don't you don't get to go home because you seem like you have to be busy. So I don't know if a forty hour work week works out for all jobs, but to please management that's what you gotta do, right? I think it just depends on the job. Like right. for the nonprofit I worked at, it was Gen X. They never really had like a fixed schedule. It was kind of like there was a, there was a lot of trust between each member, and I think that's something that is important to know that everyone trusts each other to do as much as they can and you know drive forward. And these are more for so, salary jobs, right? When I'm talking about that, I'm thinking more salary jobs. Yeah, a more salary job, and it's like if you're if you finish everything you needed to do that day, the boss would be like, "Yeah, go home, do what you need to do, really, go finish." Or you know, like if you some people will just show up, wake up in the morning, and be like, "Dude, I feel like shit." I know I'm not going to get anything done today. Um, it's okay if I take the day off. And then boss would say, yeah, sure. You under- that, that goes under but sick days. It, yeah. Well, kind of. It's just, uh, I don't think 
I don't know exactly how the inner workings were for that um, job was, but it was definitely not like a, I need to file a report to say, oh, you take a six-day leave. It was just kind of, there was a, there was a mutual trust saying, like, you're not going to be productive today. You understand that? I trust you. And then I don't need you to come in to just be unproductive. Or do you want to work from home today? That's fine with me, too. Whatever you believe that you're going to perform the best at. Yeah. Um, I agree with the, the notion of, like, it depends on what kind of job you're doing. Because right. if, if your job is more just a series of tasks that need to be accomplished, then uh, I would say it's pretty easy to, you know, if you finish something in six hours, it's more likely that your boss will let you go off. also depends on the size of the company, where I feel like when you have a smaller company, uh, you are more likely to have trustworthy people that you've hired yeah. and you can kind of keep a closer eye on them in the sense. And, but when you get into a really big company, uh, there's more of a chance for slackers to start like weeding mm-hmm. in through your, through your, your, uh, your company. And so then you're more strict on the time in order to make sure that everyone is being productive. Um, you know what? I never understood. Why the fuck are banks nine to five? Yeah, right? Like, everyone's working. <laughs> everyone's working. Again, it operates for businesses, and businesses, that's great for them. Yeah. I get off work, oh, the bank's closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. I, I think maybe, like, consumers are definitely on the... Are, for, like, like, like us, when we go to a bank, we're not their main customers. Businesses yeah. are the main customers, so they just open during business hours. They're business, too, you know? Yeah, but yeah. that kind of blows. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, that's why they have ATM machines now. It's like, what, what do you really need to do that you can't do an ATM machine nowadays? Yeah, deposit cash. I don't trust those ATM machines deposit I, cash. I know, I know you got screwed once before, but... Twice. I've been twice. twice. Yeah, two locations. Really? I've, two never screwed, I've, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never got screwed. Yeah, I've never. I mean, I've deposited well, a good number of cash. You deposit probably a good amount of cash. I don't know about that's you. That's true. Yeah, well, I, I mean, at most, I've done maybe like a couple thousand, maybe. Well, because you know, the depends, max, it doesn't really matter. I don't care about the amount. It's the the maximum. It's amount the bills. Of bills. Yeah, the, the maximum bills. Maximum bills, bills you got. An ATM machine yeah. 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 If you did a thousand dollars in hundreds, I trust it. But if I have to do like you know maybe a hundred ones, you know maybe fifty fives, whatever the stupid thing is, and then it's like. It gets lost in the shuffle. And it happened twice. And at both really? times, it was like, they did a great job. Wells Fargo did a great job because they reimbursed me. And they're like, you know, until the investigation's over, we're going to give you the money. But we'll take it back if, you know, we found out that you were you know, cheating, cheating in the ATM, is, <laughs> the ATM uh, machine. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's when you switch banks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, yeah, no, they work well with it. But at the same time, it's just kind of one of those annoyances that you're like, ah, fuck. And I'm just like, I don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I want to deal with this but, right now. But going back to like the forty-hour work week, I do like I hundred percent agree. For again, like like we kind of talked about, like task-oriented jobs. But then when you go into something like the service industry, that's that's yeah. Service that's depends on the yeah. It depends on the sir, the customer or the guest, whatever it is yeah. that you have to operate. But I think task heavily revolves around you know shipping lines too, because like majority of your trucks are probably coming in during a nine to five period right it's not going to be coming at midnight but should that be changed and can it be changed if we're going to be going towards more automated vehicles and trucks nine to five there's i don't see a restriction anymore you have someone come in doing a night shift instead and trucks will still show up you fill them up and send them out again Um, that's what yeah i guess for like shipping yeah i was yeah i mean like you know my job because I work 24-7, it makes sense that you have to have eight-hour shifts, right? Because there's, like, on-shift people versus off-shift people also. Um, you don't work 24-7. So, 
No, no, no. Well, my facility works 24-7. Your facility, facility operates. Yeah, it operates. So, yeah, so we have five shifts yeah. that are, you know, there's eight-hour shifts during the weekdays, and then there's a 12-hour shift during the weekends, right? And so that makes sense that, I mean, it makes a certain amount of sense that if I'm subject to a 40-hour work week, why aren't the uh, off-hour people also subject to that 40-hour work week? Because mm-hmm. it, make, it makes sense from, like, a, just like a you know, hours perspective, unless they compensate me accordingly. Like, you know, everyone else gets 30 hours, but they also get cut a fourth of their pay. Or is it just get hourly rate? More everyone hourly. gets hourly rate. You work more hours, then you get more pay. I mean, what do you think is better? Do you prefer hourly or salary? Well, that, that's, that, those are two different class distinctions, right? Are you an exempt employee or you're a non-exempt employee? That's what you fill out in your tax form or mm-hmm. whenever you get hired by a company. That's what you fill out in your W-4 or W-whatever-2 or whatever, right. right? So it's like, it's just what you choose to be when you sign up for that job. So the only advantage... Well, so, no, some jobs that you were, you are hired as an example. Well, you're, that's you know, what I mean. That means if you choose to be working as an example. I yeah. mean, if you choose for that job, right? But, but what do you what do you think... What do you personally you, think is preferable? It depends when you want to get out of it. Cause if you, so the difference is, like, if you're an exempt employee, you're salaried. Mm-hmm. That means you, you don't get overtime, and you're not... Uh, you're not scheduled an allowed thirty minute break, right? Because when you're an exempt, when you're a non-exempt employee, you're always given that thirty minute break. Yes. When you're a salary job, you get a break anyway. You know. Yeah. You can get your lunch break. Technically, whatever. yeah, you can take. I can take a long off as I want. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I'm doing yeah. the work. But it's just like the thing is, you just don't get overtime. That's the big yeah. thing. Do you want overtime? Do you not want overtime? Yeah. That, that's what you want. So it's up to you. Yeah. I don't know. As, you know, I was because I think there's there are certain advantages in the sense that like, uh, for example, during shutdowns, my shutdowns. You know, all the manufacturing people who are hourly are forced to take vacation or they don't get paid those two weeks. You're forced to take vacation? Yeah. That's an OSHA thing. I'm called... That's not an OSHA thing. Not an OSHA, but that doesn't sound right. You can't force me to take vacation to cover whatever during a shutdown. Well, yeah, but you're not working. So they have no reason to pay you, right? That's not my fault. Well, but you're now you're forcing, that's not their fault. <laughs> I know, but now you're forcing. If I want to get paid, I have to. And what if I don't have enough vacation days during the shutdown? What if the shutdown? I think you don't get paid. Yeah, I think you don't really? get paid hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would not want that. Yeah, I think there should be a better. There's got to be. Don't force better, me to take my vacation. Well, I think that there's a better alternative, and I, I for me, the alternative would be spend those two weeks, you know, whatever how you want to do the hours, but have it as like a training time you know and i think have they do have they, they do, do have certain like, like training teams training times but they're still like i would say at least at minimum a week because i think like the leads and stuff they come in for training um but you know for the level one people and stuff like that at some point it's just like there's no work for you to be for there to be done like you're already trained on everything like there's no reason for you to be here <laughs> you know what i mean and i mean that doesn't always happen like for example we had like a really slow month in one of our departments and manufacturing got paid the whole way through. They didn't make a single batch of a product for the whole month, but they came in every day. Every well, day. What were they doing instead? They were doing like cleanings and trainings, yeah. and, and so. sometimes they were literally doing nothing. They were just sitting there for eight hours a day, but they mm. still got paid. So I think for something that's scheduled, like a shutdown, I think it's fair. Um, but yeah, I, I would say like for example, if they were just kind of willy nilly saying like, oh, you know, we're not making anything for a month. You don't get paid for this month. I don't that, think I, it's ever going to be a willy-nilly thing. Yeah. yeah. When oh. is it ever a willy-nilly thing? And also, what happens if, you know, your shift is the whole, if something bad happens, then you jump into work. What if nothing bad happens? Oh, yeah, there's... Then, there's, are you, then you just sit there, and, or should you get paid? Uh, you're doing, I mean, you're technically no, I am, doing nothing. I'm, uh, so I am, in the same way that a security guard, Yeah. there might right? be a whole night no, where they nothing happens. do nothing. Yeah. And then there's certain nights where I'm literally, I haven't, I don't stop working. Or the manufacturing it's, job about halfway through, they're like, okay, we're starting manufacturing back up. We don't know. 
something, but the, you know they're there still mm-hmm. physically. So it's kind of like a scary. It like that's should, why should you pay them? them yeah. yeah but like during anyways? shutdown, you're guaranteed you're not making any product. So they yeah. again, they're like legitimately useless. Um, Whoa! Not not <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're, they they their function is not present in any capacity. <laughs> so you just made it more complicated, well, <laughs> less than making it better. Regardless, I think it. I think that. Uh, if we jump back to the like, salary versus like hourly, I think it just depends on what job you're doing. It yeah. depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. Right, I I notice for myself, I tend to work more hours than I probably should. An uh, hourly it, or a salary? Both. Oh. Yeah. Like, you just tend to work more. I just tend to work more. So for me, an hourly works better. Because, yeah, you get paid overtime yeah. and all that stuff. So I don't know. For me, an hourly works better. But someone else... It, they like to have the freedom of a salary. They like to have the freedom of this. So it's just having that option there. It's probably nice to have, I would mm-hmm. say. And it's just um, preference. It depends yeah. on what you want. I'm definitely more on the salary train. I like the idea of just like I have a very consistent paycheck every month. And, you know, I have, I well, I guess in my current job, I don't have any freedom. I have a certain schedule. But it's kind of in the sense that, you know, I, I don't have to like heavily regulate like my time. You know, it's just, I'm here from this hour to this hour. I do what I need to do. I leave, and I get a nice paycheck at the end. Sure. Yeah. So now, I trying to piggyback off this. There's some states that are trying. I forget which ones, but there's some states that are trying to make it so schools, like in high school and elementary stuff, that they start later, because yeah, a lot of the, I heard about that, that too. Yeah, yeah. I can of, see that. A lot of people are saying that students aren't getting enough sleep, and I was talking to you previously about this, Thomas. Where it's like if they're not getting enough sleep, they're not being productive, or not the, they're not able to be as productive as they could be because they're, right. just, they're just getting lack of sleep just because they have too much stuff to do and they're cramming so much stuff in the day. So again, imagine this: like when we had a zero period in high school, we came to school at seven. Class started at seven o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. Seven o'clock goes all the way till three o'clock, and then you're putting in if you have an extracurricular or, or if sport, you, or if you have a sport, a sport. Can, those sports, I've seen people like they're they're down at like five. There. Yeah, I was there five, until five. Usually, yeah. yeah most and then after that, you go home. You know, you hopefully your your parents, if they're if they're want to make you dinner, you know, you you eat dinner and then you just go home and study and you study and you. They say like each subject. Oh, you should have to study an hour for each subject, right? Now you're four hours studying or doing homework or whatever. You don't have any time to yourself. You're super stressed out. You have projects, whatever. That'll take you to like what ten o'clock, and then you just you go to bed and restart all over. And so there's, it's like I, I don't see how making the day start later fixes anything if you still have the same amount of hours. So uh, now instead of getting a, you start at nine, but you get off at five instead. I don't. Cause you've just shifted everything. For over. me, I think what I what I heard was that it's just it's too early, and that students during this uh, age range. They're better. They learn more, or they're more active at a certain point, like ten a.m., eleven a.m. So, it doesn't, but is that the fault of parents who are not getting their kids in bed earlier? No, no, no. That they're just more on an, on overall, they're just more active during this period. Is that and it's an age range. It's not because they if they went to sleep early and they had a good night's rest, they're still going to be more active during this period, starting from this point on. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying, I, so, from what I remember here. So what a good counterpoint when uh, we were talking with Kyle about this is what he said that he actually likes the fact that it starts earlier because it gets you prepared for the workforce. Because most places have you coming in at 8 a.m., at 7 a.m., you know what I mean? So but if that's going to change, if we're going to talk about changes from the 9 to 5 schedule, then eventually that won't be preparing you for the workforce, right? I guess that's true, yeah. I, I don't know, like, 
Or you work jobs like graveyard shifts, like what you're doing right now. Yeah. yeah. So that's that just counterproductive. There's no, pre- there's no preparation. I, yeah. I almost think that point's like a moot point because well, you, I think you it's just like the idea of like waking up early and like being ready to, you know, perform even if you're tired, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think forcing schools to start later doesn't solve anything. I think there's a lot of people who preferred to go early. In the morning, and and you know, like in our in in our school system, at least you could start second period. You don't necessarily had to go to zero period unless there's like a only class that's only offered during zero uh, period. I, you didn't have to take zero period, but I, I, but first period, it starts. It, at eight. Start, starts at eight. Yeah, first yeah, period starts yeah. at eight. But I think it's like for a lot of people, they chose to take zero period just so they could. But there's times. For like I, I know there's people who instead of going because I think we had like what there's you go with like zero to five, uh, or like. You could even go two to seven, so that's like you start at ten. So if that's your preference, sure, yeah. then you had that option. Now you're just kind of you're forcing everyone later, and I don't know. I, I, I personally. So the reason why you don't think it makes a difference is because since since there's a certain number of minutes and hours in a school year, that just shifting it over one hour later, the students would still be getting the same amount of sleep, and it wouldn't affect yeah. them. And they're just, yeah, I, 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 no, I, I, I just think there's bigger problems. It's an, it what is are the bigger problems? Lay it out there. Bigger problems? I just think the interaction for teaching. I think that, that's my biggest problem. What's the big problem with teaching today? It's a lot of it is just kind of you stand, the teacher stands in front of the class and just lectures. Yeah, you there's know? not enough like kinetic learning in my opinion. Yeah. Well, kinetic learning is one, but also just being interested in motivating two students. It's boring. Is it the fault of the teachers or yes. is that the material they have to teach? I think I it's think, a little bit of both. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. Like, physics can be boring, right? It's not a most fun subject. But can you make it interesting? Yes, and you can absolutely do that. Um, Myth, I think Mythbuster was a great example of how they took things that were kind of boring, like data and statistics and you know even chemistry, biology, physics, and whatnot, but they made it interesting and made it fun. Well, you're watching a TV show. That's plus it's more toward the entertainment. You know, I but, don't know you compare that well, to why not bring that into the classroom? I rather I feel like I could learn better from MythBusters, just watching the show and just being engaged in that, than not being engaged to a teacher who's just kind of reading from the book. I know, but it's again, so it's this it's the type of teacher, right? If we all we all agree that good, passionate teachers are better, right? But, and do you think that's a? I think that's almost a problem with. Uh, like lack of training on the teacher's part or at least like getting the best qualified teachers like the you know the passionate ones yeah uh maybe maybe i mean we we don't know what the process is like for a teacher to to get hired but it's like the stuff maybe they're again they're forced to teach something and with mythbusters they don't go into the super heavy details of it they're just like Mm -hmm. well we use this form and we're able to do that and like it's cool in application but they're not saying like all right you got to drill and memorize 50 of these formulas for the next test and if you don't pass then yeah. Again, maybe that's because the stuff that they have to teach now is so heavily put on like SATs, SATs and AP scores. It's like, all right, here's the stuff that we like we have to teach you because it's going to be good for your SAT scores. It's not going to be interesting in the slightest, but it's like we we have to. Do it. Maybe they can make it interesting, but I don't know if it's the fault of the teachers. I think partially falls on them as well. I think there is a good amount of teachers who do the minimum. Kind of like I'm just saying. Is that your, is that, do you feel like that's your experience in high school or in college? Oh, for sure. No, Some both. Teachers, yeah. Both though. There's a, I've I've seen the passionate, great ones who are able to you know communicate that through to the students, and you, it shows students do tend to do better. But then I also see the other end where they do just kind of lecture and just here read from the book, read chapter three. I'll talk to you in next class. Yeah, just sit there. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know you see though you see both, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know which one is the majority. I feel like most of my teachers, in one way or another, 
went into that field because they had some interest. I never had a teacher who was just plainly, just completely uninterested, ever. Like, there, there was always some type of spark in them. Whether it's faded or not, though, that's the question, right? Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I just, like, I, I was thinking about, like, in my high school experience, one of my favorite teachers... Mr. Stordahl. Mr. Stordahl. Mr. Exactly. Oh, uh, no. Stordahl. Yeah, McCamlin was also awesome. Yeah. I never got... But I never had Kevin. Mr. Stordahl, he was doing a lot of teaching. He just did a lot of reading off the book and stuff, but what he did is he, he, he made it, like, a story. He made it oh. exciting. He, like, without a doubt, I don't know if he's still there, but I remember when he was on the store, he started when that school first opened. He's like one of the OG OGs people yeah. started there. But he just, he, like, he didn't do anything that's particularly crazy, like trying to, you know, make the class fun and engage the class or whatnot, but it was mostly just about the way he presented it. Oh, it man. felt It felt like, you know, like I, was, I was listening to a story, and it yeah. was actually really good, and I feel like I learned a lot from, from AP Euro from yeah. him. So, I, yeah, I do think, I think there is sometimes just a lack of motivation on a teacher's part. Um... But do you think also, like, now, let's say you started as a teacher at, like, 20, let's say 25, right? 25 yeah. And you teach all the way to, like, retirement. Let's say 60. It's probably different now. It's exhausting. Yeah. After 30 years, yeah, at you, get point, you, you get jaded. Right, you get jaded. You get jaded. You stop caring about telling the same stories. Yeah, it's, doing, it's almost doing the same shit over. Because, like, physics never changes. Math never changes. You know, it hasn't changed for hundreds of years. I mean, it, it could, potentially. But, but you very, have the same curriculum. You have the same curriculum. It's very set in stone what you're teaching, you know. You have, like, this is what you got to teach. And it's like, yeah, you would get, after 30 years of teaching the same shit. Fuck, know? after 10 See, years. Here, here's what I'm thinking. Is there, because, you know, in most jobs, there's kind of a ladder you climb. In teaching, I feel like there's not necessarily that ladder. Like, once you become a teacher... You can be stuck in that same teaching position unless for thirty go, years unless you go administrative, yeah, and, and then yeah, you can principal or vice principal or whatever. Right, and it, I feel like there's not as many, uh, what is it called, like uh, inf- uh, promotion opportunities. Like maybe you can be a high school teacher and move into college, uh, you know, like a prof- prof- pro- uh, like becoming a professor. But I think that might be part of it. Where, like you said, like I would almost say that what would be good is having those good motivated teachers like going through doing you know 10 years or I don't something think high, I, don't, I, for some reason, I don't think high school teachers would want to do college That's yeah nice. i think it's i don't i think i know where you're going you're saying that you get promoted you do a like college level well right? no no not necessarily college level but just promoted into something more nothing and then that more, way you're cycling more that's what i'm saying that's the problem right and i wouldn't even know what that next step would be but wouldn't that be a kind of like a good thing where you're kind of you're cycling through fresh like motivated teachers, but it doesn't apply here. Yeah, it's, I know in the no pragmatic more. sense. I know in the pragmatic. Not sense. even the pragmatic sense. I just feel like, like there's, there's nothing in any sense. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Teachers want to teach. Yeah, it doesn't work for teaching. Yeah, and yeah, and that's what I'm saying is part of the problem. I would almost say it's, it's not a problem. It's, just, it's, it's, a, it's inherent, Tom. It's a part it's of the teaching. teaching. Yeah, it's the teachers field teach. of teaching. Teachers yeah, it's teach. the field of teaching. Right. I'm I'm just like you know, speaking in abstract sense. Right, that the, a problem where a lot of teachers don't like start losing their motivation over the 20, 30 years, forty years. Then they retire. Yeah, if there was some way to cycle out the unmotivated ones and move them on, like move them on somewhere. To what? Teach but that's about? I know that's what I'm See, saying. Yeah, in the pragmatic sense, I don't think there's a solution. But sense, I'm just talking yeah. in a like I think that would be cool if it was possible. Not saying it is, but it would be. I think that would help the education system. Is that fair to say? I think it will worsen the education system. Now that, now say I get promoted, but now I have to go to, I don't know, Royal Vista 
45 minutes that way. <laughs> Fuck, I was wearing a 10-minute commute to that school. Now I'll do 45 because I got promoted. What the fuck is that? It's not a promotion because it's still teaching. Now I hate my job even worse. No, no, that's no. It's just not a promotion because you're still teaching. That's why you're still teaching. Well, the idea is that I'm guessing they get better pay and it's a better teaching, right? It's a better teaching environment, better facilities. You're still teaching. I I I wonder if it's like maybe moving them from grades, like. Oh. Some people stay in the same grade forever. Yeah, because they like it. They like the grade that they're Yeah, it's not, they be, it's not because they... Right? Yeah, it's yeah. not a lot of experience, but also, like, I'm sorry, I don't want to teach middle school kids. Yeah, you hear no, that all true. the time. It's yeah. like, fuck that shit. You got you to be hard as stone to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll be like, I'm going to do elementary or high school when they're mature enough. Yeah. You know, no, I'm, that's a good point, yeah. So. Yeah, it's a preference kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's something... Something kind of, I feel like, needs to change in the education system, but... What that quite is yet, I'm not 100% maybe, sure. I, maybe it shouldn't be so uh, standardized. I mean, I feel like that's the way it has to be done. Oh, yeah, it has to be standardized. Because yeah. It has to be standard, but maybe if there was a way that wasn't so heavily focused on that, mm-hmm. maybe if there weren't so like heavily focused on everybody going to college, because mm-hmm. like, it doesn't work out for some people, maybe they should do more opportunities for like career paths. You know what they should do in general? They should do in high school, like they should just have like a life tax skills. class. Yeah, life life skills, skills class. How to yeah. do your taxes. How to fucking pay bills? Change the oil in your car. Yeah, no one tells oil. you how to pay bills, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, focus on. I, I feel like there's because there's no standard way of teaching that almost. Maybe taxes, you can do. Like, it's like I'm not saying like a heavy. standard way of yeah. how to change your car's oil. Right, but that's like maybe it'll be outdated. That's not a skill that you necessarily need to know. Because you can just go budgeting. to the oil mechanic. How about budgeting? Budgeting, yeah. Budgeting I agree. That would be fantastic, one. right? Yeah. And I mean, there there was like, you know, you could do like a mechanics class and that's where you do learn to like... But I think that you should learn some level of survival skills. Like, car breaks down, you gotta be able to change a flat tire. Right? You got fucked up. You don't have... I, I don't know, know if that's something I would teach in a school. No, I don't know if I would teach that in a school. Because you just call it AAA, I guess. Well, I mean, you have no reception and we know that that's true. Yeah. Reception's not everywhere. If a world where we have reception everywhere, yeah, I understand. But I don't, I don't like the idea of, oh, I could call someone. I could do something. I could, just, I could just have this person do it for everything, right? For a lot of things, that's fine. But if you're stuck, your tire's flat, and you're around the middle of the road, and no one's there to help, you should be able to change your flat tire. That should be something that you want to learn. You know, that's, uh, that's something you should, that should be part of the manual. That's like part yeah. of it. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I just, I don't know if there's, school is the place to teach that. I'm, I'm with you in the sense that, it should be something that everyone should know, but I don't know if school is the place where that should be taught. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, budgeting should be taught, taxes. I think the future decisions that like if you're gonna go to college, they should know that like okay, guys, I know you guys gonna all want to go to your first choice college. It's gonna be twenty k a semester. I'm just telling you straight up. Like I wish they told people that. Or it's like, oh yeah, like yeah. guys, you, it's never it's, a guarantee. Like if you it's really a want to student debt, the, yeah, the fact that it's like, you make such a life changing decision when you're eighteen. I hear like a big problem with uh, the reason why so many kids are, like, going into college and racking up student debt a lot is because, you know, there's advisors who try who try pushing as many kids through into college because they get graded based on how many people, how many graduating students go to college. Uh, so a lot of advisors who... Even if it's yeah, a good choice. Yeah, even if it's, like, not a good choice, they're not, you know, financially capable or not smart enough, you know, um, to go to college, and there are people who just have skills in other places, right? It's not necessarily on a college level, um, maybe trade school or something. But pa- uh, these student guidance counselors don't 
don't have an incentive to push people towards their proper path. Mm -hmm. They want to just push everyone through to college. I think that's, that's a big mistake. But I don't blame the counselors completely. I feel like counselors have, let's say, what, class of a thousand students, senior students, that they need to meet each one and then help, help them through and find out where they need to go. I do think that it has to be, you like having a class where you are learning life skills, or at least having a class where you kind of figure out what you want to be, what you're interested in, what type of person you are, that could help gear them towards other things. Because like, all they get is like grades, right? They get like their classes they take, they're taken, the grades they got, any disciplinary actions that were put against them. It's kind of about it. Well, what Thomas is saying is like, the what the job performance review of a student counselor is based on how many college kids they send. No, that's true. I think that I do think that I think that's bad. I don't like that the incentives that way. But understand that if you don't have a lot of information on the student, what's the college? Yeah, that's that's the safest bet, right? I don't. I'm not gonna send him to mechanic school and find out that he sucks at being a mechanic. Mechanic, yeah. Right? No, yeah. I'm gonna be like, go to college, figure it out there. Worry about you know getting an education because a degree, no matter where what it is, is still a degree. I it's not a degree. <laughs> I think there are a lot of useless degrees out there. There's useless degrees, but I think that having a degree is better than having no degree, right? Having no degree and no experience, which one's better? Having a degree I would and almost say there are certain degrees where I would almost say having no that degree. degree is just about as useless as not. I would rather have the four years of experience. All right. But say you have no experience. The, yeah. You can't no, that's no the worst. Experience. Then you have the worst of the, you have yeah. the worst of everything. So which one do you get? The guy with the degree or no degree? I guess the guy with the degree, yeah, but, I'm but not if you the spend those four years instead of getting experience, I'm assuming that you're not just vegetabling the four years, right? You're doing something. Yeah, you could be. You could be, or well, you could be working a dead end job, or you were, or you were working a job that doesn't apply to your to what your career path is, what you're applying for. Yeah, that's something like that. Yeah. So I I still think a degree still represents, at the very least, some type of work ethic that I got through, made it done. I took courses. I had to meet counselors. I had to meet deadlines. You know, I have, there's some sort of responsibility. Right. But I would argue that you're, you're kind of arguing saying that this guy is going to have just a dead-end job that's not in their experience during those four years versus the guy who goes get a degree. Well, the guy who's getting... If you apply that same logic to saying the person who gets a degree, uh, the, wouldn't that person also be kind of like on the lazy side, right? Like, just Possibly, like, yeah, but yeah. If you, if you, you can still go through and just get C's across the board or just barely passed, but yeah. he still had to do put in some effort and responsibility. I'm not saying it's the greatest of options, yeah. right? But I still think a degree does represent some level of responsibility that having this in, you're like, okay, I can somewhat trust this. Un unless I can't, you know? If you don't have any other, anything else at all to compare another person to, I'm going to take the degree person. It's just because I don't have other options, right? Maybe, I'm not yeah. saying it's the, it's the, best, the best choice. Yeah. I'm just saying that I only have this option right now. I'm going to take it. Yeah. You know, and, and that means, and because I take it, I think that means that it still represents something. Um, Do you think that there should be a sooner specialization, or sooner specialization, like specialization sooner in like an education career? Like, no. I, like some places, uh, I think in Poland, for example, like by the time you're hitting high school, you're already on track towards a certain degree, like certain. No, because they don't thing. know what they want to do. I, and that's the thing. You, we talked about this before, and you said that at least them choosing pushes them into something that they're interested in. I think that you already asking an 18 year old kid, or even then, like a 20 year old kid, what they want to do for the rest of their life, going to be a difficult question. They're not going to get a good answer. Mm -hmm. They don't. I don't think. I don't even know myself really what the fuck I want to do. I'm, what 25? 
Right. But isn't there that certain degree of because you're not making a decision sooner and you're you're kind of laying it off further and further and you're you're open to all these options you're not you're not as ready to just commit towards that thing no. i think inaction is poor if you have inaction where you don't choose anything you don't pursue anything i think that's a bad path hmm. but all at the same time i definitely think that if you chose something and you completely hate it and now you're stuck in it that's how you're gonna screw you know, and, and pushing yeah. that forward and starting them earlier, like 16 instead, well, now not only do they have um, a path that they don't want to do, but they had four years of doing it for, in high school, or sorry, two years of doing it in high school as well. That now they're just going to kind of throw away and be like, I got to throw this away. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. But what if you do the same thing? Four, now you're just you're four, years, four years down the road where you've learned nothing in those four years, no specialization, and you can just as easily get into that situation where you finally get yeah. something you and can, then you, you get screwed get still. It. You can absolutely get in that situation. That's why I think that high school should promote more um, learning what kind of job that you want to do. It's that I don't think that you should specialize. But I think that what you should be doing is experiencing and learning what you would want to do. So it's kind of the opposite. Less, than special, less specialization and more broad knowledge. And then at that point, you get to try firsthand and see where you excel at, what you enjoy. And then you can specialize. Well, I think that, that's kind of what I'm almost proposing is like, you know, let's say first two years of uh, high school, you have kind of broad classes, but then there's more opportunity towards specialization after like two years. So let's say, you know, I know for a fact I want to go into engineering. So I can kind of skip out on, let's say, like histories and Englishes and go get more classes in engineering, higher level, more specialized, right? Or maybe I just want to do more broad-based. Or maybe, you know, someone who can't do math to save his life but is a literary genius just focus, specializes in that, having that kind of option. I think that's what college is about. Yeah, Take, that is exactly what college is. You pick a major. Yeah, that's what college is meant for, well, not high The thing is, it's, like it's, it's difficult when you have to make a life-altering decision at 18. Or it's like, even if that person's a literary genius, doesn't mean that he, like, he wants to do something in the English... Uh, major right and you, you're forcing these kids to if they if you're telling them to go to college you're forcing these kids to make a huge decision be go spend like tens of thousands of dollars well see that's what i'm saying yeah. if you started that in high school mm -hmm. where you're not spending tens of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. you can sooner find out what you can't specialize in right okay. before you get that financial burden hit on you wouldn't that be nice Mm. I see that, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I see that better. I think the financial burden side makes a good argument, but then I just think that college is can't it shouldn't be so expensive. I don't know. I'm a proponent for JCs. JCs is yeah. you know definitely a lot cheaper, but that's the point where you do find out where you want to specialize, and if you you give yourself a chance to specialize, yeah, you know, specialize in this. I don't like it. Well, now let me switch over here. I'm gonna specialize in that instead. Mm -hmm. You know, you have that variability of I could change. Do you think that there needs to be less like bachelor degrees and everything where there is such a huge commitment? Uh, where let's say that's what associates is yeah, yeah like associate degrees like associate more of those certificates what do you, yeah, what do you mean by more of those no. well I felt I there's feel there's a ton is there a ton there's a ton yeah. of associate's degrees and certificates available entire mm -hmm. books it's just that every job now requires a bachelor's if, I it's mean just, not, every, not every job but it's like most, most jobs look at a bachelor as a better see. achievement I, just, I don't know if there's I mean maybe I don't know how high it's going but there's always such a thing as like degree inflation right 
Mm-hmm. Like, if everyone has a degree, then nobody has a degree. Yeah, yeah. So now everyone wants a doctorate. Well, if no one has, like, once everyone gets a doctorate now, or a master's, and you have to go up up levels, you know? No, that's and that's it, very true. That's why everyone has to have a master's. That's a new baseline. Yeah, that's why I, I argued, where it's like, when you try forcing everyone to go into college, you're inflating those degrees. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we agree with that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, but I, again, I still think that if you don't know what you're doing, just college, is, college is still a better option than not doing any, not doing it. Or just working as, if you want to work at a restaurant, be a server, that's fine, but you should still be trying to pursue something. Yeah. You should just be finding what you want to do. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, finding a job, like, more in line with your career even if you're starting at the bottom rung might be a better option if you can get in there without a degree right than going for that degree uh that's coming more or less and less available now though that's true no that is very true it's it's let that and i think that's because of how many people are kind of being pushed through college is that now degrees are seen kind of as the bare minimum even though they're a huge financial burden like uh you know there was arguments saying that you know, like a poli-sci major. Like, you don't really need a poli-sci major to uh, necessarily be a good politician. You can just be very active in the political field uh, and get through experience through that way, you know, working for the DNC, whatever, RNC. Um, but having a poli-sci major is good for being a police officer. Be having an understanding of how our legal system works, understanding of how... You go to, like, a police academy, right? You they don't teach you that there. No, you do a poli- you do what you're... If you want to be a police officer, remember, right... You want to be a poli sci major because that's what they're looking for. They're looking really? for poli sci majors. Well, and then, just it's interesting why they even need a why you need a degree to get into police. Yeah, I thought you just get into no, no. Know. You to get a police job academy, you could probably get in, but that doesn't mean shit. You pass an academy, it doesn't mean anything. Really? No. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like there should I, be more. I, you don't get a job because you pass. Well, you, you don't academy. get a job. Yeah. I feel like when they when you're looking for a job, it's like, well, you went to the police academy. That's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. No, but it's more than that. It, well, like, that's the thing. Everybody gets a police academy. Everyone who becomes a police officer has to go through the academy. So why is it now impressive for you to have that on their resume? It's not. I'm going to be like, oh, dude, I want a well, political science see. major. I want to have this major. I want to have maybe, this. Yeah, then, you get, then I would say you, you limit the amount of participants in the police academy, saying, like, you know, that's almost like the, the, the start of the job, right? Like, we have a certain number of applicants. You know, let's say we need to fill 100 police officer jobs and so we'll put a hundred people through or 150 maybe just because some people are going to drop out but then you're like almost basically guaranteed a job at the end of the police academy versus just everyone being able to get a, a degree from the I think police that's academy worse because now you're gambling because now what you're doing and now i'm in the eyes of the police academy and then all the department right i have 100 people i choose only 100 positions and now i put through 100 people in the academy they're going to come on and ideally become 100 police officers. Well, 20 of them dropped out. Yeah, that's why I said like maybe 150, so you can account for that drop I think out. that's what they do now. Yeah. I think that's what they do now. They just have a, they have a, they still have a cap. There's a cap of what you can get in. But I think that there is, um, there, it's pretty high, I think. So, I don't know. I think that, I think that it's just kind of the nature of the game that we, as hires and you know interviewers companies they we always want the best right mm-hmm. if everyone has a police academy uh on their resume i don't care anymore i want to look for the next one i want a police academy academy and i want a bachelor's degree what degree do i want uh, i kind of liking uh, poli sci it fits in line with what we do the most mm-hmm. not necessarily true but 
Well, sorry, not necessarily true because a lot more now are looking for different majors. Mm-hmm. They're actually branching out to be like, oh, I want a more literary, I want more um, like you know, histor- history major. Yeah, they're at, so they're kind of testing that out. But I don't know if that's um, how well that's going. Yeah. But Or what would you say would be a good alternative of, let's say, getting a job, like not in a field because you, don't have, you haven't gone through the police academy, but let's just say you worked for four years in the offices of the police station instead of getting that degree. Do you think that would... No. Produce a better candidate. No. Why not? Because it's not the same. You're not getting the same experience. Well, then you're talking about you're specifically getting the experience of the job that you would need. Administrative work and the job. An administrative office for police is not going to be the same as working. How is a degree, a bachelor degree in history? Oh, that would compare it to the academy. Yeah. I thought it would compare it to the academy. No, 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 no. The academy would be like a necessary if you want to go into the academy. But let's just say instead of doing a four-year degree in history that instead you are more encouraged to find people who spent four years in the administrative offices. Well, I think it's now it's just who do I want my... What kind of lens do I want my candidate to be looking through? Do I want to be lo- them looking it through as an administrative worker or do I want them to be looking it through as a poli-sci major, right? Because they're going to view things differently. And if I get, if I, I'm just going to say that... If you're administrative, you'll probably be more analytical, more attention to detail. But then, if you're a poli sci major, you understand the interest, interest, sorry, the connections within the government, how they work. Well, I'm more, I'm, I feel like that is more important for our police officers to have this kind of viewpoint. I'm gonna pick that one, whatever the case may be. And mm-hmm. they just chose that they wanted. But if I let's just say, I, like I do the exact same job as that poli sci person is gonna be hired for, but instead I'm just doing it on an administrative level and I'm just working for that company and I'm learning the s- exact specifics no wait you're, right, you know, you're not getting the same job that, wait how did that person get that job without a degree or anything then well th- that's what I'm suggesting right like so instead you instead of going for a person with a four year degree which has more of a broad baseball knowledge just poli sci is that you instead hire a person who starts off low and then just through job experience gains exactly the experience that they would need. Yeah, that's, I think that is possible, but at the same time, I think that's, again, it's a gamble on the company. It's a gamble on the, the police officers. They're mm-hmm. like, well, may, we may be able to groom this guy exactly how we want, or he's just going to look at it and be like, I hate this mm-hmm. even more. Or, or, he, he like just, or, he changes, or he changes his mind. The same thing for the person who pursues a degree. Halfway through, they might change their mind. Well, now we didn't, now as far as the academy or the police officers are concerned, we didn't invest time into this guy. Mm-hmm. No, he did it on his own with college. Let him weed himself out. That's true. You're putting the burden on the person to prove that they're interested in the subject. No, that's a good point. It's hard. <laughs> it's kind of like, I feel like degrees are like almost like a necessary evil, unfortunately. You know? Why does college have to be so expensive? Why can't we just make it cheaper time? Because everyone wants to get a degree. So of course they're going to, as supply, or as demand goes up, price is going to go up. Right? That makes sense. Yeah, I guess I can't argue against that. (laughs) That sucks. Yeah, that's how the cookie crumbles. It's really lame, I'm sorry. To my viewers. (laughs) How many viewers do we have now, Tom? I think the best video we have is like 14 views. 14 views? Yeah. Thank what, you. All. What episode are we on right now? This is like the eleventh, something like that. The twelfth, something like that. The, the baker's dozen. We gotta celebrate when we're like, when we get to the hundredth. Hundredth, right? 
Yeah. Do you think that's that, ever gonna happen? Do you think that we <laughs> have we have that's we like two years? That is two. That's, Almost that, two that's, years. That's a long time. Have we? Do you think that we've improved at all as a podcast since our first podcast up until now, our tenth, eleventh, whatever it is? Mm, no, I, I think I think I, our subjects are getting better. Are they? I thought I like we we all operate the same. I think it's kind of the same. Yeah, that's I fine. I don't I don't know if it's any different. I wonder if there's anything that we should improve on or do. Uh, yeah, you're gonna get a lot of, if if we if our viewers actually comment, they're like, I know. I'm saying, well, there's no comment thing for them. I'm saying we need to set up an email. Yeah, they're gonna be like, kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, Go we die. Should, we gotta set up an email just to see if they're even real. If someone responds like, hey, uh, I actually listened to it. And yeah, I thought it was interesting. Or maybe they have... I accidentally listen to you every week. <laughs> or we we should have. Have... Maybe... <laughs> accidentally keep the podcast open. Maybe they could have suggestions on what we could talk about, and then they could hear our thoughts on it. If I they feel can't... like we do a good job at like a variety of topics. Maybe we should you know? focus more. We still haven't hit like a. I don't think we've doubled up on any topic so far. No, we will though eventually. Which I think is fine. I think I think of it as the idea is to be a conversation, and if we double up on the topic, that's fine. But hopefully, we're adding more. Than we did last time. Yeah. 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 So, otherwise we won't be revisiting it, right? Why did it come up again if we're just gonna say the same exact thing? That's true. Yeah. Mm. So. We should. We should. We should uh, try and find fellow podcasters. We should contact Joe Rogan and see if he wants to do a collaboration with us. I really want to see. I think what... he sees us as like less than a bug. <laughs> I really want to know what happened in the the Elon Musk and Joe Rogan thing because I haven't listened to it. Yet. I want to. I want to listen to it because I, I saw I... like a. I saw like a summary and it was like. Electric airplane, samurai sword, yeah. weed, and like I forgot the last one. I think but it, <laughs> I see it as I think uh, that is one that I'm definitely interested in talking about, or uh, sorry, listening to, because I think that one's gonna. Elon Musk is just an interesting guy. He's, he's an eccentric guy. Man. He's in hot water right now, which I think he keeps digging himself into a hole for that. But why is he in hot water? We call that British diver, like a pedo. And now he's getting sued, and he just keeps. He just he needs to lay off. He's like doing. He needs to do what Trump should do. <laughs> shut lay up. Off, just <laughs> shut up. Lay off on Twitter. Just calm down for a while. You're just you're making it worse for yourself. He does. He. It is incredible how you can almost bet every time he has something to say about everything. It's insane. Trump or the Trump, Trump. Trump. Yeah. Oh. He just he you like. There's this thing came out in the news. Guaranteed, you're gonna hear a post about it from him, and he's gonna say something dumb. <laughs> Speaking of politics, I, I wanted to bring this up. This is actually a, some. This is revisiting a topic that we were talking. We talked about at the very beginning. Uh, remember those British? Uh, I guess I, they have to be citizens. I guess um, now, anyways. But that got poisoned, and the allegations were Russia. Yeah. Have you heard any more updates on that? No. Fucking got insane last week. Was so two people. So you know that story happened. For people who don't know. Um, and this is just kind of a very generalized glance at it. Uh, I think it was like total five people got poisoned by this kind of military grade level like toxin. That they, that's why they kind of hinted themselves to Russia in the beginning with. Okay. But five people total, one died. Um, the first two was a daughter and I think the dad. The dad was like a former Russian scientist or something like that. Or a journalist or something like that. Russia doesn't like him very much. So the idea was like, oh, they were probably targeting him. Well, British intelligence came out saying that they have video evidence of two ID'd as Russian, um, 
they're, I wouldn't say, they're technically citizens, as far as their names are called, but they they said that they're connected to, like, the intelligent community of Russia. Okay. Um, who flew in that, flew in that day, scoped around that air, the guy's house, you know, uh, sprayed the toxin with a perfume bottle, ditched the perfume bottle. That's when the other three people got inf- infected or something like that. Um, you know, kind of, and they had evidence, and then they, these two flew back to Russia, like, the next day. Kind of like, wow. kind of like, mm, that's a little bit like, that's a little sketchy. I think you guys are the suspects here. Uh, Russia denies these claims. Of course. Yeah, the, <laughs> Russia says that this is a attempt by Britain, Britain to cause an international scene and increase Whoa. tensions between them. So what actually happened? What? We don't know. Well, t- okay, that's the thing. Like, if I had to believe something, I'm believing British intelligence right now. They said they have video evidence. They, they ID two Russian people. Um, names and everything, pictures and everything. Right. Um, of course, they can't get them now because they're in Russia, but uh, they have information. And I think, if I remember right, like France, Germany, even USA, all support Britain on this. Yeah. So where does it go next? We don't know. Most likely, nothing's gonna happen though. Yeah. You can't grab these guys and extradite them. Mm-hmm. Russia's not gonna extradite them, especially if they. It is true that they are intelligent officials. Right. I swear, I swear, Russia is just a giant poopy place <laughs> so much oh, sketchy thanks, shit um, <laughs> I know that was, very, that was, a, that that was very, great commentary that was great. I understand that was really love it you should, you should do MMA <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? Like, commentate them I, I wonder how much stuff happens behind the scenes in like the high levels of like world governments like USA Russia and all stuff I wonder what the actual like mechanics are it's like I saw this ballistic Reddit post from this one guy who's he's just a crazy. Which subreddit? Which what subreddit was it? It's like the Great Awakening or something like that. I never heard of it. Yeah, it's like a guy named Q. You know, he's but I don't care. He went on this huge tirade about how like four people in the USA government has like caused like all these major scandals and they're like all super connected. It's like it's the Illuminati. Basically, it's it's like Hillary Clinton, Rod Rosenstein. Uh, and there's like two other people that I, I can't, or I think Robert Mueller. Yeah, Robert Mueller, and one more person that I can't remember. Why are all these people and like? Well, I mean, that you don't like as well. What are you talking about? I don't like. You don't like Clinton. You I don't, definitely don't like Clinton. You don't like Mueller. I I'm, I think Mueller is overstepping his boundaries on his investigation, but I don't hate him particularly. <laughs> uh, and then Rod Rosenstein, I don't give a shit about. Continue. I want to hear more. Anyways, <laughs> so anyways, there's this insane and you know. It was like two phone lengths long of just all these different connections on how all of them were involved in all these different conspiracies. And and I'm just like, damn, if these are true, like, that's like, you know, like some really high level Illuminati shit. <laughs> but I mean, he seems to back it up pretty well. Do I believe in conspiracy theories? No. But... So is Alex he does Jones, a good. He, Alex Jones sometimes back it up really well. Look where he's at now. Yeah, yeah. Alex Jones yeah he banned. got he he's got banned, banned from Twitter. Banned yeah, from banned from a lot of sites: Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, yeah, YouTube. So, Twitter was the last one to ban him. Kind of made sense though. They're bre- he was definitely breaching terms of conditions, and also did they cite a specific reason? I think they started citing Twitter. Did I think? Okay. Cited a specific reason. I don't know that. I, I I think the guy's crazy. I think he's as long as he doesn't break the rules then you should be able to speak but did, did you guys see that one thing that I, I happened maybe like last week on Alex Jones I, I, I barely know who the guy is right mm-hmm. but I just saw this stuff on Reddit where he was on a live stream 
and it was something on his phone where it panned to his phone, and there was like transgender like, porn. There, yeah, there was, there was like a two second like uh, uh, like view, like sliding over his phone, and then there was a tab that had Pornhub open on transgender porn, and obviously he's against that, right? Not right. And then it's like I don't care about that. So you can watch whatever you want to watch. I don't give a shit. But it's the excuse that he made up for it. So he has like callers calling into a show, and then one of the callers finally asked him about that. And it's like, so, it was some girl, she's like, so what's, what was the deal about the transgender porn on your phone? And then he's like, I, I think this is how exactly how I said it, cool, like, verbatim. He's like, oh, th- that thing was, see, I, I don't know what's happening with my phone, but you know how it is, you guys. You just, you just get random pop-ups that pop up on your phone, like, advertising stuff. It's like, no, I, I've never had transgender porn just pop up on my phone. Yeah. He's like, I get, I get 500 pop-ups a day. It's like, you, you never You're know. hitting the wrong website. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that was like... That's like a thing from like 15 years ago, maybe. Yeah, there, but... there, there's like, there's, there's so many other better excuses that you could have come up with, which would have also, also been equally bullshit. My phone got hacked. Some, some intern was using my phone and was trying to make a joke. There's so yeah. many other excuses. But you had to go with like, the random pop-ups, just, they just come on my phone, guys. Like, yeah. That was, that's stupid. Yeah, I, don't know. Yeah. I think he's gonna slowly fade away. Especially I don't know. I heard. I heard that he's very well isolated beyond the uh, the social media well, platforms, no. and his ratings have gone up. Yeah, as but a result, now you take out the best platforms. I would say the best platforms for spreading news and media, especially something that he lined his entire like what company kind of. But that's what I'm like saying is that he's actually very isolated outside of the social media. Like, yeah, I think that I think that he's gonna slowly fade though. Even if you are isolated, and you're like, okay, I can somewhat survive. You you now lost your biggest, like, man, not even just one. You lost like three or four of your biggest outlets. Right, but I feel like everyone who's gonna watch Alex Jones doesn't need to watch through Facebook. Like, you're not gonna see Alex Jones on Facebook and be like, hmm, he seems like an interesting guy to listen to. Everyone knows. Who well, that's Alex how you. Is. But that's how you get new people. But it's. I would say his his viewership has pretty much peaked. So now everyone that he's wanted to grab is going to be, uh, you know, going to his, his website now, just the Alex Jones website. It's going to probably be through word of mouth if he's going to be getting more people. Like, again, I don't think there's people, isolated people, who go on Facebook or Twitter, see Alex Jones saying, hmm, he seems like an interesting guy to listen to. Why does why Why not? Because I think everyone knows that he's a crazy person. And Not everyone knows. If you don't know who Alex Jones is. Tom, right now you're giving him publicity that yeah, he is. You're right doing now. it right you're now. You're doing it right now. People are listening to us and right you, now, those 10 viewers, and be like, I don't know who Alex Jones is. Word of mouth, right? right? You're, you're, you're contributing no, to no, it. No, you're doing a podcast. You're contributing to it. Mouth. This is you, uh, this is a media source. Tom, we're the media. And are you're we the giving, media? Are we really the media? We're giving him traffic right now. I think we're just having a conversation. We're giving him traffic. We're, we're, we're giving him traffic. We're right having now. a conversation, but when this is posted, this is a media source. Tom, you just yes. gave him traffic. Yeah, the, and, and if, if I was someone who was listening <laughs> and I was like, who is this Alex Jones fellow to look at? Yeah, Even look if it it's a morbid curiosity where it's yeah. like, I yeah. just want like, who the hell is this guy? He's a conspiracy theorist? What, like, what? Why does any ad work? That's basically what you're arguing against. <laughs> if it pops up and be, if you're interested, then it will, you do it, whether you know it or not. I, I just I feel like he's well known enough at this point where everyone knows at least something about him. Sean doesn't know anything about Alex Jones, but you know he's a crazy kook, right? Crazy. That's all. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know all I know everyone at the very minimum. Gay guy. Yeah, yeah. He's at very minimum. People know who Alex Jones is. No, I feel no, like. we know. I would say there are uh, the next generation doesn't. Know. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's a ton of people who just doesn't know. 
you know, we just kind of grew up around them. We hear these stories, but not necessarily true for everybody. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think he'll be fine. Unfortunately, unfortunately, let me just put the point out. I would like for him to die out. No. Because... Whoa. Whoa. Wait. Hey. Wait. Die or die out? Die out. Die out. All right. Like like his, his channel. No, not him die specifically. Um. But yeah. No. I would like to because I think he's a shithead. But I think, as a general rule of thumb, I th- I, I I think he is one of those special cases that will that he's isolated enough in his bubble and has enough hardcore of a following that he'll be fine where he is. Yeah, but doesn't that necessarily mean that he's going to be good or well off? I think that, again, you you're they're taking a blow. You got four outlets, three to four, three outlets, right? But Twitter, his viewership Facebook, went up. His viewership went up for the time being, but that doesn't give me a long term study. Let's see if those viewers actually stay after a couple of months, and then we can talk. Right. But if they just kind of interestingly came to his website and checked it out, yeah, because he got mean, the publicity it do- from the it doesn't YouTube. mean shit. Yeah. Right now, and that happens to YouTubers who get called out or things happen or whatever there's a spike in viewerships and then it starts tailing off and people were like i actually don't care about this guy that much mm-hmm. i think that's the same thing that's happened people are probably subscribing to him because they're they believe that there's some type of uh conspiracy of suppression right mm-hmm. just for that matter they'll be like i'm gonna subscribe to this guy because i know that these guys don't want me to listen to them mm-hmm. and i'm gonna listen to them yeah, no, well, that's what I'm saying. He's he's gonna get viewers through. Yeah, that but way. then yeah. but then five minute, five views later, you'll be like, oh Jesus Christ! No, I don't like this guy at all. He doesn't. He's crazy. Yeah, he's very crazy. So we don't know. Yet. I couldn't get through like a ten minute video of him. He was insane. I think it's just we don't know yet. So yeah, we'll figure it. it we'll see what I happens. I think he. I think he has a base that will be stuck to him like glue. He's not gonna lose everything, but yeah. he's definitely getting a hit. Yeah. Hard, maybe, yeah. He, I think his his growth has been severely limited, but it's not gonna. He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna die out. I think he'll either. No. I think he'll just steady state out. I don't think he's gonna de- die out. Yeah. die out is like zero viewers now and everything. Well, that's what you were saying. I thought that you were saying he's gonna die out. I think he ev- eventually, yeah. See, I, over the course of 10, 20 years, eventually things are gonna dwindle down. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Is, and it's just, after twenty years, maybe. Not into the point of like, I just don't want to go on this guy's website. I just get lazy. And I just only want to. Go on YouTube. I'm on YouTube right now. Mm. Like, just out of laziness. I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people... But, you're again, religious. if you're, like, an Alex Jones fan, you're, you're like, religiously following this guy. No. Some of the things he said became true. Which things? I forget which ones, but there was a lot of conspiracies by him pushed way back when. Like, I don't want to say way back when, maybe the 90s. And then it turned out to be true. <laughs> and then there were... It was pretty crazy. And that, you know, that gives him, unfortunately, it gives him some credibility, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, damn, but I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was, like, something about CIA and drugs. Mm. Probably something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. But Let's go home. Oh, oh, home. And and, Okay, yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll end the podcast here. Uh, Thanks for listening in, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you.